seems out on a day there's more news about teacher strikes good morning i'm sarah mills in for kevin martell who was in for greg morgan we're doing one of those sick day events i have to tell you this is my first time being back hosting in the new fancy studio with all of the uh, cool gadgets and shiny lights and a tall, a really tall chair that makes me feel like I'm eight years old because my feet don't touch the ground. Not everyone is Evan Bray tall, and I feel like an eight-year-old in this chair. Um, on another gorgeous day, you are waking up to Regina. How much washer fluid have you been going through? I had to top up mine yesterday already, but no complaints. I will take some brown and slush over minus 50 wind chills any day. So as I mentioned then, no need for school bus cancellations with this weather. And there is another reason why in some parts of the province they won't have school buses. As you may have heard in the news, Saskatchewan's teachers have announced another one-day strike, this time rotating. It all takes place on Thursday, February 1st, but this time it's not province-wide. Instead, the Saskatchewan Teachers Federation has announced rotating strikes impacting different school divisions. This week, it's not taking place in Regina. Instead, it impacts some schools for one day in areas like Moose Jaw, Prince Albert and North Battleford. Now, we don't know whether it will be the same next week, same day, Thursday and different school divisions. That's all in the hands of the STF. We have this week and two more before the family day break. And in spite of this announcement, there is still no movement from either side to get back to the bargaining table as the government maintains it won't discuss classroom size and complexity in the teacher contract, which is what the teachers want. Here's STF President Samantha Beacott. This is not how negotiations should be. We started negotiations in May with the expectation and commitment to come to the table in good faith and engage in true negotiations, meaning there would be a back and forth discussion between all of the parties with the goal of coming to an agreement that was satisfactory for government, school boards, and teachers, and most of all, improve the conditions in our classrooms for our students. Despite this expectation, the SAS party government has at every opportunity chosen to take a different route. Over 10 days of bargaining and five days of conciliation, several rallies through the fall, over 30,000 emails this month, thousands of phone calls, and two days of province-wide strike. This government continues to refuse to negotiate on the items most important to teachers. We will, of course, keep you up to date as things develop with the teachers' strike, but again, for now, not in Regina. Coming up on the show today, on this day in history, 55 years ago, the legendary rooftop concert performed by the Beatles their last together. Can you imagine being the cop all those years later, shutting down Lennon and McCartney, not knowing it would be the last time they'd perform together? The McRib is back at McDonald's, but you can't uh, get them anymore. They're always in these limited, it's back, then it's not, then it's back, then it's gone. So what food item would you see brought back? Maybe those chewy cream savers candy? Text me throughout the show. We've been having fun on Facebook with this. How about Dunkaroos? You know, Dunkaroos are back. 
they have made a return to the kid section. You know where the granola bars are and the sticks with the cheese whizzing stuff and the Nutella dunking. Their Dunkaroos are back. Chocolate and birthday cake flavor. And CEO of the Regina Airport, James Bogus, is in as he talks passenger numbers as many people head for a winter holiday and more news coming out of the airport this last little while as well. We have Kevin Martell, Evan Bray and much more. So grab a coffee and settle in as well. Uh, we'll have a short update from senior reporter Lisa Schick as the inquest into the mass stabbing at James Smith. First Nation and nearby Weldon has wrapped up its testimony. Um, now this is um, and not like a not like a, a trial. There's a jury, but they receive instructions from a coroner, and what they're doing is making recommendations. They don't have to meticulously follow the law as instructed by a judge. So they'll receive instructions this morning, and then it's really up to this small group of men and women to determine just what recommendations may come out. And those recommendations, of course, not binding. So we'll have more on that coming up as well. Coming up, the CEO of Regina Airport will be in to talk about the winter travel season. But first, today marks the 55th anniversary of the Beatles' final concert from the rooftop of their Apple headquarters at 3 Savile Row in London. It was January 30th, 1969. The band climbed five stories to the top of the headquarters and played their last concert together. A cold and icy wind whipped over the West End buildings. It was rainy and grey and those conditions weren't exactly ideal to make rock and roll. To ward off the winter chill, Lennon borrowed Yoko Ono's fur coat. Ringo Starr also donned his wife Maureen's red raincoat. And uh, you see from the video, two of the Beatles are wearing women's jackets during that performance. Concert was meant to wrap a project that saw the Beatles write and record an entire album just in a couple of weeks and then culminate with a live performance. While 21 minutes of the concert made it into the final Let It Be film, the actual performance was twice as long, featured in its entirety in Peter Jackson's Get Back docuseries on Disney+. Plus. During the 42-minute set, the Beatles played one after 909, two complete versions each of Don't Let Me Down, Dig a Pony and I've Got a Feeling, and three versions of Get Back, plus various incomplete takes, including a line from the Irish folk song Danny Boy before being famously shut down by police. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the group and ourselves. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> Now, that concert would make uh, Mark the last time the Beatles performed in London. I don't know whether you've watched that docuseries. Man, it's good. It's good just to, 
understand what was in their heads and what was going through this very, you know, um, argumentative and destructive time as they were close to breaking up. It's really well done by uh, Peter Jackson. Um, So if you haven't seen it on Disney Plus, you should check it out. Uh, Well, news out of Yorkton over this last couple of days that hopefully we'll see a positive end. It was on Saturday that the Yorkton Terriers, the junior A hockey team in that city, posted to social media asking for help from the community. In the post, it said the Terriers are struggling financially and have been for years Um, The director of marketing said uh, there is a risk of the team folding. They really need the community to step up, to buy season tickets, to come down to games, to support concessions that are at the rink. I mean, it costs around $700,000 a year to run the team. They've got a big season ticket blitz on now, but hopefully um, we will see that come to um, come to at least some positive no one wants to see their community team fold. Uh, Well, in Melfort, uh, in just a few hours' time, there will be directions given to the jury at the James Smith stabbing inquest. All the evidence over this last couple of weeks has been presented, witnesses spoken to, and then it obviously becomes just a waiting game as this group of men and women try to determine recommendations to prevent such a awful event from happening again and it's a difficult position for any jury to be in because how on earth can you um know or or have steps to prevent something like this again as we've heard from the testimony no one really knew miles sanderson was going to do something like this so how on earth can you present it and it's different from a jury an inquest you'll see instead there'll be um directions given but they don't have to meticulously follow the law as um, a jury in a trial would do from the judge. So it can be very difficult, but they can come up with anything they want from institutional or um, problems that they have seen and ways they think those problems can be eradicated. Those are all things that they can look to do. And also we are asking you this morning, what are the food items that have been discontinued you wish to bring back given that the McRib is now back on the McDonald's menu. Maybe it's those chewy strawberry cream savers, um, other items from childhood you wish they would bring back. Uh, My pick, stay tuned for that. It may surprise you somewhat. CJME Newstime is 5.57. I want to hear from you this morning about what food item you bring back as the McRib is on the menu again at McDonald's. Maybe those chewy cream savers. Send us a text, one 7275 This morning we've already uh, had a couple. Someone saying those dad goodie rings. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're, they're pretty good to dunk in a coffee or a tea. I'd, uh, I'd bring those back. Uh, So uh, give us a text this morning on the food items that have been discontinued you'd love to see back on shelves. Uh, But first here, Saskatchewan teachers are heading back to the picket line this week and about a half a dozen school divisions will be affected this time. Not Regina, normal week for kids in public and school divisions here. 
Saskatchewan Teachers Federation Samantha Beacott says they'll begin rotating strikes on Thursday. During a virtual news conference, she said she was disappointed it has got this far. This is not how negotiations should be. We started negotiations in May with the expectation and commitment to come to the table in good faith and engage in true negotiations, meaning there would be a back and forth discussion between all of the parties with the goal of coming to an agreement that was satisfactory for government, school boards, and teachers, and most of all, improve the conditions in our classrooms for our students. Despite this expectation, the SAS party government has at every opportunity chosen to take a different route. Over 10 days of bargaining and five days of conciliation, several rallies through the fall, over 30,000 emails this month, thousands of phone calls, and two days of province-wide strike. This government continues to refuse to negotiate on the items most important to teachers. Not only do they refuse to negotiate with teachers, the majority of SAS party government seems to be missing in action over the last couple of weeks. At a time when they should be finding solutions to ensure stability for students, their families, teachers, and for public education in the years ahead. Instead, they continue to ignore their responsibility. Many teachers even reported that their MLA constituency offices were closed on the last two days of strike. Government Trustees Bargaining Committee position that class complexity cannot be bargained has been shown to be unfounded. Not only do many provincial teacher organizations across Canada have items on class complexity in their collective agreements, several conciliators and mediators have reported that these items can be bargained in Saskatchewan. Recently, we heard comments from the Minister of Education that they don't want to waste time and resources bringing people into Regina to investigate issues with committees. And we couldn't agree more with that statement. Yet, that's all they seem willing to do in the negotiations process bring in teachers and and staff, and have the GTBC say no. We would be willing to return to the table morning, night, evenings, or weekends, but we have to do it in good faith. Teachers would return to the table to negotiate an agreement, but we need a commitment from government that the GTBC will have a new mandate that gives them the authority to engage in meaningful negotiations. Government has the ability to end the uncertainty for students and teachers. Instead, they continue to play political games. Now, there's this week and two more weeks before the family day break. It isn't clear right now if those strike days mean each Thursday or whether it will be a different day in different school divisions. More will be known after this week, I'm sure. A statement from the Ministry of Education says it's working on concerns around class size and complexity, With over a $50 million investment, it also says a fair deal for teachers needs to also be fair for taxpayers, and taxpayers contribute more than any other province per capita to education. For a complete list of divisions affected, go to cjme.com. Sarah Mills in for Greg Morgan this morning, who is away on vacation. Lots still to come, including where you need to go sometimes if you're heading on vacation, the airport. James Bogus, the CEO of Regina's Airport, will be with us. And as well, testimony has wrapped up at the James Smith stabbing inquest. We'll have more on that for you this morning in terms of next steps and what happens next. But first... The McRib sandwich is officially back at McDonald's for one month after a 10-year 
hiatus in Canada. What'd you say this was again? McDonald's calls it the McRib sandwich. It's a new kind of cue. McRib? I don't see any bones. Hey, who wants bones in a sandwich? McRib is all meat. Lean pork that's grilled and simmered in a hickory smoke flavored barbecue sauce. Mm. And put on a home style roll with pickles and onions. Well, how about it? Mm -hmm. The McRib sandwich. A new kind of cue. Mm. (laughs) Don't you love it? All meat. Mm -hmm. Sure. (laughs) Now this McRib always makes me laugh. Because in Britain in the 80s, you could get the meat part of the McRib in the freezer department of your local grocery store. I mean, you did well at school or, you know, it was your birthday or something if your mum went out and got these. Because essentially all they are is pork and other stuff, I assume, molded into the shape somewhat of a, a rib. And and so, yeah, your mum would pick you those up and you'd pour your own sauce on it, have it with some McCain frozen fries or something. Um, and all the all McDonald's did is take some of them, stick some barbecue sauce, onions and pickles over the top and call it a McRib. So I want to know what happened to those. They were called they were called something like flat sausages and they still had the, the ridges to make it look like a, a rib shape. And they, they were everywhere. I want to see that discontinued food come back. If McDonald's can bring it back, so can grocery stores. And many fans of this sandwich are happy. So we're asking you this morning, if you could bring back one discontinued item, what would it be? one uh, 877 to text. We asked this on the Greg Morgan Morning Show Facebook page as well. And there's some really good answers. Lance wrote and said, Kraft should be charged with crimes against humanity when they discontinued squeezer snack. What the heck is a squeezer snack? Is it some kind of like weird processed cheese? I'm going to have to look that one up. But I mean, that's a that goes far crimes against humanity. Scott wants to see the Colonel Burger at KFC make a return. And Nicole said those dads, goodie rings. And weren't those the ones made in Regina for a while or Canada for a while? They've been discontinued. Uh, people certainly want to see those. So give us a text this morning, one 7275 A couple of others on the Facebook page saying those Strawberry and cream, chewy cream savers. They were delicious. Uh, My pick, this may have you laughing, and I bet you only a few of you will remember these. The High C Ecto Cooler. So it was a juice box that had Slimer from the Ghostbusters. It was around 84, 85 and it it was nothing more than orange juice, but it was orange juice that was green, like ectoplasm from the Ghostbusters. And it was marketed for the Ghostbusters with Slimer on it. Probably the most disgusting thing you have ever seen, but so good at the same time, like orange juice, but it comes out green. I'm saying those would be my picks. one 7275 We want to hear from you this morning. CJME News Time is 626.